From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. At Pennzoil, we have one job, pioneering a motor oil so advanced, you don't have to think about your motor oil. Instead, you can think about how your engine sounds, how your stomach feels as the RPMs build, how your wheels hug the curves, and how, with the Pennzoil Platinum up to 15-year, 500,000-mile protection guarantee, your adventures will be many. Pennzoil. Long may we drive. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com slash warranty for full details. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Then I would see them the next week and they would say, yeah, this bad thing happened or whatever. We're going through a struggle. This thing happened on this such and such date. And I would realize that it was happening at the same time that God would call me off to pray. And what was happening, he had already told me. And so, you know, and even at that time, I had already grown so much in my discernment. Not that I didn't make mistakes. I mean, we're human and I'm a girl, you know. I'm female. So we can make, you know, we, we have, we can be emotional or whatever. So it it doesn't mean that, that I wasn't still who I was in that aspect, the human side of me, but I just knew like in my spirit, I wasn't supposed to tell people. So I didn't like, I, I didn't tell them, Oh, God called me to pray for you. I would just kind of keep it to myself. And I felt like, well, if he was telling me, it's probably not necessarily needs to be public knowledge. Right. Um, I just need to be interceding, you know? And so he had me kind of in a hidden place for a while, although we continued to be youth pastors and, you know, I sang on the worship team and, you know, we did all this stuff, but that side of me, nobody knew. I literally kept it hidden for probably five years. I had had dreams and visions. I had dreams all the way back at the beginning of my salvation. All that stuff was already activated, you know, and, and just to go back for a second, back when I had that time of the first three to five years of just the all out assault, the devil trying to get me to come back to serving him. One of the pivotal moments in my life was my pastors had said, Hey, you know, there's this big revival happening in Brownsville. We want you guys to come with us. And so the church staff, all of us went to Brownsville and that was my first real experience with, you know, impartation, the Holy spirit, uh, the fire to that level, you know, and I was prayed for there. And I I did have some manifestation there that I kind of left with, but I, I never knew like what it was or what I could do with it. I didn't know that it was anything other than I knew that God had ministered to me and touched me. And I received some kind of impartation at Brownsville. And that's when I was like 22 years old, 21. And so then, so I've been walking through all this stuff. Now I'm an intercessor, you know, I'm up. Um, I pray for an hour before my kids are up. I I've got this whole prayer life going. He's telling me things I'm writing them down. I'm sharing them with my husband. And, and it's like, I always could discern and know what was happening. I just never said anything about it. And I just kind of kept it to myself. And Cause I didn't know it was a gift necessarily. Like I didn't know I kept feeling like little Liberty. And I just thought, I don't know what I thought. 
necessarily back then, but I just didn't think of it like that. And I would get invited to do things, to be a part of prayer ministry and do other things. I didn't, it's not that I felt like I couldn't, but I, I just didn't because maybe I was afraid of releasing what, what God was telling me, like, or I could be wrong or, you know, I'm just me. I, I don't have a right to say anything. You know, I I don't, I don't know how to explain, but there was that little in-between time and it wasn't until probably about 10 years ago. And, you know, God began to really just, just up the level of my, my uh, prophetic dreams, the, just everything uh, leading me into all these things that I'm reading and, and having me just go through all this stuff. And I didn't understand at the time, you know, why he was doing that. Um, I didn't understand. I, I did have a couple of dreams come true. Hmm. 2011, he gave me a dream that I was pregnant, but of course in real life, I was not pregnant. And then he gave me a dream 10 months later that I was giving birth to whatever that was. Hmm. And um, the next thing, you know, we're God calls us to plant a church, which is where we're at right now. Wow. Um, be- begin the church planning process with uh, Assembly of God. And so we began to do that, although we had already been in ministry a long time and we're already credentialed and everything. So then we started that and I thought, well, you know, maybe the church plant is, is the baby, you know, right. but as we began to now not just be youth pastors on staff, but we began to be the lead pastors and the ones, you know, leading the service and, and, and all that, and being responsible for going with the flow of the spirit and every week, God, every morning. And it wasn't even like I I planned it. It was just every morning Uh, at this time I had a rock and roll and prayer life, like to the extreme. And I was moving in the prophetic in my prayer time. And I was doing all that. And then I began moving in the church. God would always give me a word right before, right. As worship was over before we were going to transition, he would just wake me up early in the morning on Sunday morning. And he would tell me, go read this scripture. And I would go read that scripture. And then he would say, give me a word with that scripture. And it would just be like a huge revelation. And there's going to be those that are at church today that need fear broken off. And he would tell me things. And I just began to be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, we're the lead pastors. It's our church service. Amen. You know, <laughs> I don't have to go ask someone if I can flow with the glory. Right. So I'm just going to do it. And I'm not saying that to sound like you don't come under authority. If you're listening, that's not what I'm saying. You definitely have to do that. But God had put us now in a position of leading. And so every week he was giving me a word. In the midst of this, I'm continuing. I'm still not recognizing. I just feel like I'm flowing and going in the glory. I'm just serving God, doing ministry, being a lead pastor. I'm laying hands on people. They're being delivered. People were being healed. The deaf ears were being opened. All this crazy stuff was happening when I would pray for people or call them up. And I literally had no idea what was going on. I did not have any idea. Now, the only other thing that had happened before the high level of all the, the glory and the fire and, and people saying that they were being healed and all this stuff was happening, there was a special lunch with Rick Shelton and uh, a pastor friend of mine invited me and my husband to that lunch with Rick Shelton. It was, it was for like eight pastor, eight or 10 pastors only. And we were invited to come and join Rick Shelton for lunch. And I don't know if, if you do, or the viewers know who Rick Shelton is, but he's the one that basically mentored and launched Joyce Meyer into ministry. Huh. And so, and he has the fire, he's a, he's a glory carrier. And so he, he, he lays hands on people. They're healed. It, he's, he's a glory carrier. So 
highly anointed. And so we went to this lunch that we were invited to, and he invited us all up to, for him to lay hands on us and release an impartation. And so I had no idea what was going to be involved with that necessarily, although I knew a lot about all that by then, but we all come up, I get prayed for. I didn't really feel a whole lot different. Like I felt like I was just me. And I think it's because what was happening was already in me. Mm -hmm. He was just like bringing it further to the surface, but it was already there because of the extreme passionate life I had already been living for Christ. It was all in there and I just didn't know it. And so he had prayed for me and it was a couple of weeks after he prayed for me that we were at home and me and my husband, we would take turns. Sometimes he would preach. Now it's more myself full because it was really my calling, but that's a whole nother story, but he would preach. And so I would pray for him. You know, we would always pray for each other before we preach. And so he was in there preparing a message and I would come in and, and I would, we would pray together and I would pray for him before he would prepare the sermon. And I went in to pray for him and he was almost knocked to the floor and he was like, Whoa, what was that? And I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I felt normal. And he's like, you didn't feel that. And I said, no. And he said, when you laid hands on me, I could feel the fire. And he was like, I fires all over me now. And he was on the floor on his hands and knees. And he was like, man, I don't even know if I can get up. And I had no idea. And so that began my journey of walking as a glory carrier with my impartation. I realized then that something was up, something was happening. And I still had no idea what I was doing with it. It was around that time that God had began to tell me he wanted me to get outside of the four walls. He wanted me to, you know, release my words out there on social media. And I was not big on social media. Honestly, and it's not a put down to social media, but I was not big on it. I didn't surf it. I hardly ever posted on Facebook. I did not follow YouTube. I mean, literally, unless it was preaching or maybe prophetic words or something, but I was not big on that. So he told me, I want you to launch your prophetic ministry on social media. And I was like, no, I mean, I didn't totally disobey, but I kind of did. I started the page, but I never posted anything. And I said to God, I said, this is not me. I don't want to post on social media. I don't want to video myself. I said, I have no problem. By this time, I had had enough of the praying over people and the prophetic prayer during services, laying hands on people. And I was beginning to really walk in those giftings, but I didn't really see myself as a prophet or would name it as that. But God had already called me to be who I was. I just didn't know it. And he wanted me to begin releasing my words. He says, you need to release the words. Well, I, I kind of argued with him for eight months and I was like, God, I don't want to get on social media. It's not my thing. I don't want to do that. And um, finally, one day after about eight months, I said, okay, God, I said, you keep bugging me about this. So you must need me to do this. And, and I said, why is it so important that I release these prophetic words on, uh, you know, create a YouTube channel and do all this? Why is this so important? And he said, because I've given you things to say, and you need to say them. And there's people that need to hear it. And I was like, okay. And I still was like, Ooh, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And I just still drug my feet. And I went to my husband and I said, God's telling me I need to be posting my words. And so I would do like one a month at first. Cause I was just like, this is not me. I'm not doing this. I don't want to build myself. I don't want to get fixed up and whatever. So I filmed a few at prayer mountain. And when I was just out walking or hiking or whatever, but I wasn't being really faithful and obedient to it. I hadn't really recognized. I knew that I had been walking in the gifting for, for several years and, and I was acknowledging acknowledging that, but I just couldn't bring myself to fully jump into the social media. And I just said, okay, God, I said, you've given me things to say, you want me to say them? Well, then the attack was on. 
because once I finally said fully yes, the enemy started coming at me in a major way. He was making me sick. Like I would get sick. And then the spirit of infirmity was coming against me. And it was like never ending one battle after another to shut me down, to shut up my voice, to keep me from releasing the words. It was, it was just endless. And the battle, the backlash from me agreeing to do it. And All along, God's given me prophetic dreams. I already know I have the gift of prophetic dreams. I had knew that at the time, although I didn't really see myself as a prophet. I would not have named myself. And honestly, I really didn't know what was happening. God was just telling me to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm nobody, but I'm going to do this because you're telling me to. And I battled through all the attacks. I battled through rude comments. I battled through you're a woman. Women can't teach about God. I mean, just you name it. I was attacked with it. Michelle Lasky, co-founder of Fireborn Ministries, and recently many of you have been asking how you can partner with our ministry through giving. I want to share with you something God has laid on my heart over the last few years. I've had vivid dreams in which sex trafficking victims are rescued, rehabilitated, and they encountered Jesus. My husband Jared and I knew these leadings were from the Lord, but we didn't know what our part was in the solution until recently. Fireborn has just created a brand new partnership with Tom Stammen and Impact Ministries International, and we are raising funds to rescue victims of sex trafficking in Honduras and in the United States. If you would like to partner with us or give a donation of any amount, 100% of funds go straight to these life-changing endeavors. You can go to paypal.me forward slash Fireborn Ministries and give directly toward rescuing sex trafficking victims. Or go to our website, firebornministries.com and click on give to see other worthy projects we are supporting. Thank you so much for praying for us and partnering with Fireborn Ministries. I just finally was like, I got to a point where God had to break the spirit of intimidation off me. And that was my most pivotal moment for literally the ministry, my life. I went through this severe battle with a Jezebel in the church and they wanted to literally destroy our church. And, you know, we all know this happens in, in Pentecostal realm. It, it, it is what it is. We'll have uh, Jezebels and Absaloms will come in. They want to cause contention. They want to cause division, strife, all that. And so we were in a huge battle at that time, just really a huge battle. And I did not give into it, nor did I bow to it. We did not bow to it. And then through that process, God like did a finality of breaking the spirit of intimidation off my life. And literally, I will tell you, That was the best thing, even though it was very hurtful at the time to go through it with with the one family as they left our church and everything. It was the best. It It was like the biggest part of my deliverance for myself was, and after that, I knew that I knew that no devil in hell was going to stop me from speaking what God had told me to speak. I was going to prophesy. I was not going to quit. I was not going to give up. I did ask God several times if I should quit and give up. And he just told me, he said, he said, um, I've given you things to say. And, and my final battle with the whole spirit of intimidation before I finally literally allowed myself to be launched out, I just had this conversation with him. And I said, okay, God, I said, this, the heat is on and it's really ugly. And uh, I said, I need you to explain to me why this is so important that I speak and I do what you, what you're telling me to do. And he basically said, I said, because I'm ready to quit. So, you know, I don't know where to go from here because I'm ready to quit. And so um, I said, can you tell me what am I supposed to do? And he said, tell the truth. And I said, tell the truth. This is how how we talk. And um, he said, tell the truth. He said, 
I have given you things to say, and it doesn't matter who bashes you. It doesn't matter who puts you down. It doesn't matter who doesn't understand the prophetic realm or how I speak or how I work or the times and seasons. It doesn't matter. I've given you things to say. They are the truth and they're coming from me and you need to speak them. That's all I'm asking you. That's what he said. He's, I'm just asking you to tell the truth of what you know that I'm saying and follow the call. And it was right after that we had went to, I had taken our whole staff to a Randy Clark and Bill Johnson. They were doing a big thing and I wanted to take our team there just so they could experience it, learn all about healing and that kind of thing. We took the team there and I knew that I, you know, if it was God's will and he wanted me to receive an impartation, another impartation that, you know, I would receive that from Randy and that that would be God's will or it wouldn't be God's will, you know, because there was a lot of people there, but I had said, Lord, you know, and not that I had asked him for proof. Can you please let me know really, are you calling me to really be a prophet? I mean, is this, is this like my new life? Is this what you're really telling me you're launching me out to this? And we went there. Nobody knew anything about me or my life necessarily. They didn't know that I had a prophetic ministry. You know, I, I only had like a hundred subscribers at the time. Nobody knew me and I was a nobody. We were just, a, you know, in a sea of faces. And when Randy Clark, he came up to pray for me for an impartation. And so when I was there, there was a word spoken over me and the word was you are a times and seasons prophet. Now prophesy, stop holding back, prophesy prophetess. And I was just like, whoa. Anyway, so then I came home knowing that God was saying, I'm not crazy because he was showing me stuff but you know, way before the pandemic or anything. And I haven't written in my journal. I have, I have prophetic dreams that led to just everything that was happening has been happening. I had already dreamt about it. And, um, you know, I just didn't realize that, that he was, I had the gifting of the times and seasons. And so he, and so then that was my confirmation was getting that spoken over me, um, at the conference. And so then I knew when I came home, I was like, okay, God, I'm not crazy. So I'm going to release a times and seasons word. And my first one was such a time as this. It's one of my oldest videos. It was before the pandemic started, you know, and that kind of is what was my kickoff. And at that time, I only had 139 subscribers on YouTube and um, God had given me uh, a prophetic dream. Sometimes he'll just tell me stuff ahead of time. And he had given me a, a prophetic dream. And in the dream, he said, your prophetic ministry is going to blow up overnight. In my mind, I didn't fathom that. I was just like, I knew he had wanted me to get out of outside of the four walls of the church. And so it wasn't until the pandemic started and we were forced to go all online that then he was like, really pushing me. He was like, you've got to be releasing more words because you need to just start telling the truth and get it all out there because my people need to be ready for what's, what's happening. And I knew what he was telling me because, you know, I had the gift of times and seasons, even though I didn't know it. And so, you know, and that's pretty much what brought me to, you know, basically where I'm at today. And God's just done what he's done over this last year, just really launching me out and making me known. It's been all him. I have literally done nothing. I've literally done nothing. I've just been obedient and I didn't quit when I could have, you know. Amen. That is but, so good. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm not sure how to transition here because I kind of want to know what's coming next. And then I'd love to, you know, an activation, if you will. So what is coming next? The last couple of minutes that we got, just what's coming next? And then let's do the activation. Well, I'll tell you, there is so much that's been stirring in my spirit. Uh, some of the recent words that I've released, basically spiritually speaking. And when I say spiritually, because there's times and seasons, there's preparation for the body of Christ. There's 
personal prophetic words, there's deliverance words. And so I'm going to kind of stick to times and seasons to the best that I can. But right now, the season that we're, we're in is the glories upon us, which means that I, cause I had previously prophesied this a year ago, but, and many others have that the glory is coming on a, on, on a ginormous scale. And so, and there's so much I could say in that, but basically the true season that we're in right now and where, and I'll say in a minute where I believe we're going is God has been he's doing a redo on the church and not everyone wants to hear that. He's doing a redo on how we've done church. Um, he told me that it's been previously built on a faulty foundation and that this is all part of him breaking up man's ways of doing church, man's ways of doing ministry and getting us going in the right direction. And you know, that there's dead, dry bones. There's a whole, a whole part of his body that don't even follow the Holy spirit. They don't believe in it. They don't even have that as a part of their teachings. Um, so they're not even being led by the spirit. And so there's a lot of things, you know, God had taken me through beginning to seriously fast for the body of Christ in about October of 2019. And I didn't understand. He would say, I want you to do a three-day liquid fast and I want you to pray for the body of Christ. And I kept thinking, this is really weird. There are so many other things I could be praying for because we're church planners and you know what we do and you know, just our area and our territory and wanting to get land and all that. And, but he kept telling me, no, I want you to fast and pray for the body of Christ. And so then it wasn't until about April that he began to show me the season that he's bringing the church through. And that was, a, he's doing a redo. He's building a new foundation. He is trying to uh, wake up the church because it's been dead, dry bones. He's bringing us through a de-wrinkle cycle. There's a lot of that, but right now, I feel like the most recent, what he's been telling me is he's preparing, and this is probably going to sound weird because I haven't released this word yet. I'm going to, I was going to release it in the next day or two. So I'm not going to give it all away, but I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you, he said, the season that we're in is my sheep are going to hear my voice and they're going to know it. And we're, we've already been, he's already started the process of the separation of the wheat and the tares. And it's unfortunate. We have to see it. We have to watch it. It doesn't feel good. He had told me there's going to be that when the fire comes, because I had already prophesied that, that the fire is coming. And he basically let me know the fire is here. The glory is here. The same way that Moses went up and he sat there for six days. And then in the, in, and then on the seventh day, all of a sudden in the midst was the glory and the fire in the bush. And God was calling to him from out of the bush. He said, this is where we're at. My glory and basically my glory is sitting upon America right now. And we pray for the whole world. I mean, I, I pray for the whole world. It's a worldwide salvation that we want, of course. Um, a billion souls, the end time harvest, all that. But there's a key element that America is supposed to take a role in. So he, he has to take us through a process to get America back to where they have to be to be positioned to be the city on a hill, because that's what we were originally intended to be. We're not supposed to be known for the wrong things that we do. Go to America because you can be free and then you can do this, 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 this. No, we're supposed to be the place you come to find the light of Christ. And it, it's not, it hasn't become that at all. And so, you know, basically right now this season, he said the fountains of the deep are opening and the glory is upon us. And Christians might not fully understand what has to happen when the glory comes, because when the glory comes, it cleans, it also saves, but it cleanses. And we may not want to see the cleansing part, but God said through it right now, there's so much stuff happening with the body of Christ. I literally, I can't go into all that, but I will tell you this. He told me that February through May are key this year. 
to the mighty work that he's preparing everyone. He's preparing for America and everything. Right now, everyone needs to be literally the most recent one I can tell you that that was so, so on my heart was the glory is upon us. What is the body of Christ going to do with it? Are we going to walk into it? Are we going to step into it? Are we going to choose it? Are we going to carry it? Are we going to participate with what he's doing? Or are we going to keep questioning, being fearful? Um, Are we going to keep wanting to go back to normal? That was the big thing he was telling me right now that he's basically asking the body of Christ is my glory is upon you. It is here now. It's resting on the midst of the United States. And will you choose to go with my glory? Will you choose to do it my way? However that looks, will you choose to be a part of the remnant and allow yourself to be a part of the remnant and basically make a choice to not want to go back to normal. And that was the big message that he had recently, which I just preached at our freedom gathering. I had not, I have not released that on, on any of my channels yet, but um, that was the fresh word he gave me for this last Sunday was, will you stop trying to go back to normal and go with the glory that, that his whole goal that all this time has been preparing the church to wake up, rise up, shake up the ground. The shaking is upon us. And are you going to, now that my glory is here, are you going to partner with it? Are you going to be the body basically, or are you going to keep trying to go back to what's familiar and comfortable? I feel like right now, that's the biggest word that God has for the times and seasons is that's where we're going is he's taking us to a place of, and Jim Rayleigh said it best. Revival is revenge. Revival is revenge. Amen. Revival is revenge. So when we step into that, ultimately it's going to bring the outcome that he wants that we all know it was previously prophesied. We believe that how he gets us there, who knows, you know, only he knows that. And he'll let us know as we go, uh, we only prophesy in part. And so with that knowledge, we're not expected to, to know everything. We can't know everything, but right now I believe that, that if you're talking about the body of Christ, where we're headed is, will we partner with him for revival? And I don't mean like revival, like the word everyone uses and just throws it around like, oh, you know, we're going to have a revival this weekend. It'll last three days. And then we go back to normal. No, he's like, it's time we're here. And it's time for us to participate with releasing the glory on the earth. And on such a, such a huge, on, on such a huge proportion, I can't even give the right words for it, that the devil will have nowhere to hide. Nothing he wants to do can be accomplished. All will be exposed in the light of his glory. And he said, but we have to carry it. He's not just going to come down and and rest. And then he's not a burning bush anymore. It's everywhere. He's everywhere. And he's supposed to be in us and we become the body. And so for the body of Christ as a whole, I believe that's what he's saying. I just know that people are so concerned about where America's at and concerning, especially everything that's happened in this last four or five months, I will tell you that God has a great plan for America. He has not forsaken America, but we need a huge redo because the enemy has come in slowly and totally has done everything to try to destroy the light of Christ in this nation. And so God is preparing the church to carry it so that it real revival will happen on a bigger scale than we've ever seen, because he said it will be greater in the end. And there's a lot of things I know that he's going to be doing, but I believe these next months through to may are pivotal on the future of America. And I believe 
what the body of Christ does with it, how we participate with God is so, so important. And not to go back too far, but it was just a little while back, I released a word called um, the big reveal. And I actually got part two of that. I have not released it yet um, to the word, the big reveal. And he said, I am making myself known. This is the season that we're coming into on the earth. He is making himself known even to the church. He said, there's many in the body of Christ who have not known me. They have not been led by my spirit. They don't even know what it is to have the Holy Spirit in their life and to walk in power and authority. He said, I am making myself known and it won't just be to the unbelievers. It's going to be to the body of Christ. And um, all I can tell you is that, that the body of Christ has been the biggest times and seasons that he's brought me to for fasting and prayer. And my goal isn't to always focus on that. And so I've said that in some of my words, I'm like, I know it always seems like I'm like the body of Christ. But the reality is we have to be the ones that carry it, just like the disciples did. Look at what they did with just 12 of them and a few ladies. Amen, Liberty. Thank you so very much for sharing that word, times and seasons. Activate us with the last minute that we've got. Activate us to hear God for ourselves. Um, I'm going to ask everybody, if you're listening to this, to just lift your hands and um, prepare yourself to receive. And I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just praise you and we glorify you. And Lord... I just release an impartation of your glory and your fire. I release everything that you have for every person watching. I declare that their ears will be open to your word, to your spirit, to your heart, Lord. We bind the voice of the enemy. We command the voice of the enemy to be silent over every person that is listening to this. And Lord, I just release an impartation and an activation of dreams, of visions, of the prophetic and understanding of the prophetic, and for our ears to be opened, Lord, to all that you're speaking during this season so that we can partner with you and carry the glory and be the light of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. Liberty, what is the best way for people to get more information about you? They can go to uh, either my YouTube channel. Every video has, you know, the links to everything. They can, they can go to spiritmove.store, which has all the info. It says store, but it has all the info on anything that we have. You can be, you can join the mass email there, all that. Also spiritmove.church, which is our church website. You can go to that one. But basically, we're on Facebook, Spirit Move Ministry. You can go to any of those, send us a message through the, the messenger. And ma- mainly it's by email, spiritmoveministry at gmail.com. Those are all different avenues that you can reach us. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for being on Adventures in the Spirit. If you're listening into this, subscribe and share this episode. So subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jerry Lasky, but share this episode with my new friend, Liberty Turnipseed, and her prophetic words for the times and seasons. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcasts, 
Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 